It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're the content creators for Friday Night Games. We want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by educating and entertaining you through our board gaming adventures. Our podcast lands every Friday, and we create content for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and sometimes TikTok. And this episode is sponsored by TabletopRenaissance.ca, located in our hometown of Windsor, Ontario, Canada. They just launched their web store, so check out TabletopRenaissance.ca for your board game and tabletop miniature needs. On today's show, we're going to discuss the games that everyone and anyone can love, what makes up a game for everyone, and why this is important. We're going to discuss all three games of The Game by Pandasaurus Games, and maybe we're going to create our own version. I don't know. Maybe not. And come (laughs) to some sort of conclusion, because people like conclusions, obviously. So we're going to give you conclusions. They should make that game that jump to conclusion game from the office office space. The the mat? Was that like a mat? Jump to conclusions mat? Yeah, the jump to conclusions mat. So they'll make like a the game? Yeah. Well, that's actually not a bad idea. You just have a bunch of cards and... (laughs) jump to a conclusion on it i like, kind of like that actually yeah there you go copyright us <laughs> john i know we're going with the theme of games everyone can love but can everyone really love board games yeah i don't see why not there's kind of something there for everybody is there yeah i mean yeah there there really is right like there's there's casual games party games heavy games war games yeah i've heard some games actually simulate war yeah i think i think there's got to be something out there for everybody right like everybody's got some sort of niche hobby they like and i'm sure there's a board game about it do you think there's a board game about making the craziest pizza yeah Mm. i think it's called new york slice oh really okay how about a board game (laughs) about running pipes through your house yeah probably i'm sure it's called something (laughs) oh see you can figure that out it's called Pipeline. I don't know. I just made that up. Well, that, that, that is a game. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. But <laughs> actually, I don't even know what Pipeline's about. I'm assuming it's about the oil industry, but what the hell do I know? Okay, well, John, I know what games I love. You know, I'm just going to yeah. I'm just gonna spell it out for you here. So I love games that are medium plus complexity. I love games that have clear rules so we can play it easier. I love games that can be played in an hour after learning so that we're not spending eight hours playing the game. I love games where the board has the rules pretty clearly laid out and there's no hidden rules. And I love a game that really can be themed around anything. It doesn't have to be something I am really into to love. What about you? Yeah, I like games that I can play with by myself. You know me, I'm open to play anything. I like to give everything a try. Mostly I like to play games that can be played in like three hours or less. You know, that's with learning as well. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. Like two hours. I guess I'm around the two hour mark with learning. Yeah. Legacy games are not included in that three hours because those can be played over several periods and i do enjoy some legacy games as well theme doesn't really matter to me as long as the game's enjoyable i i'm a pretty easygoing person so i can find like the joy and pretty much i sound so monotone saying this but <laughs> i can find the i can find the joy in, in pretty much anything boring so, boring, <laughs> boring i know but like 
you know, I, I look at it the same as movies, right? Like when I go see a movie, I enjoy it for the fun factor. It's not, I'm not looking for an Oscar worthy movie every time. I'm just looking to be entertained, right? So as long as a board game keeps me entertained, keeps me engaged, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. Okay. I, I like your, I like your response. It all, it all makes yeah. sense. I, I guess the theme is kind of the, one of the interesting things we're talking, I mean, this is kind of slightly off topic. The theme doesn't matter to me, but I guess if the theme is something I really love, then it's really going to hook me. And I know that's true with you too, right? You know, we always joke about how much you love Batman. It's very much the same thing. Yep. And I think that's our example every podcast episode. Wow, we're just running out of ideas. So (laughs) (laughs) if you have an idea, throw it at us. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) 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 I'm half kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, what about our non gamer friends? You know, the ones that don't play so often. What what, what do you think they love in a game? I know that nobody likes anything, but. He likes playing games that are easier to understand. He also doesn't like playing new games all the time. So he, he would per, he would prefer to play a game multiple times. Yeah, he definitely would prefer if we replayed a bunch of games. But unfortunately, yeah. that's what happens when your friends are in the board game content creation. I was going to say industry, but just into board games. <laughs> we're yeah. always playing something new right yeah i i would say our friend kyle who has never he he's actually hilarious and i don't think he's been in any podcasts yeah we had, we had a drinking we had a drinking oh, game one that he did with bill yeah yeah that was like a year ago yeah that was he's really funny but he likes games where he could drink <laughs> right. clearly but playing games with him over like you know 30 something years of my life he he really likes the simpler card games so he's big in janitor or you know the other word for it blank Cole. He likes <laughs> poker, crazy eights, things like that. I think he likes to play Ticket to Ride with it with his wife. That's only recently. That's only recently. Yeah. I think he has a he has a little bit of fear of missing out, mainly because COVID has stopped him from having any friends. <laughs> if you talk to him, <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, okay, I'll play whatever. Maybe Matt and John will invite me back. Although <laughs> I, although I doubt he listens. If he does listen, I hope he says something. But I doubt he yeah. listens. What about Bill? Oh, uh, Bill just likes anything that can be competitive. <laughs> Even he likes competing with you, you and him like competing against each other, or you don't like. And it's him and it's him and Novi. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Bill, Bill just like Bill. Bill just likes to be that wild card, right? He He's, likes any. He just likes anything that's competitive. He likes. He likes everything too. He likes. He he owns a lot of board games. He gets excited about games, which is pretty awesome too. Especially if you can like sell it, pitch it to him. He'll he just gets so excited about it. He actually plays a lot of games with his parents. His parents being older, they like they they're they're open. Like his mom specifically open to a lot of games, but they don't like the complicated ones. So you know they like simpler card games. Again, like you know poker janitor but they also play uh, llama and they've played the crew and they've really liked those games because they're they're easy to understand nice. what about michaela what do you think about michaela i think she's more of like a party game person you know like cards against humanity oh, she loves cards against humanity loves yeah. it and that was that one game we played we didn't play test this at all she had she had a, she had a hoot with that one right yeah i yeah, I, didn't, she, I didn't really like that one that much but i saw what it was for yeah <laughs> yeah she she's very light on the games she likes i feel like it, it was kind of cool having her around last year because it kind of got me to get a bunch of more party games in my collection mm-hmm. she was very it was very good like playing the games with her because then i could see if she liked it and i'm like okay she's kind of a party game type of person so if she likes this i know we have a winner 
type of thing. For sure. Okay, now that we've gone over the games that we love and what we know what the group loves, let's define a game that, you know, we think everyone should love. Everyone. Like no one no one could turn it down. Okay. So so I'm gonna go first. I think it should have easy rules, right? Like I should be able to toss that game on the table and it just plays itself. Like I just you know, it's like a Ouija board. I put it on the table and the instructions just <laughs> pop out and people are just like, just they're just in the game, you know? Yeah. Maybe Crazy 8s would be a good example. Monopoly, only because everyone thinks they know the rules. I think like those games <laughs> just play themselves out. Yeah, I think the game should take about 30 minutes to play, you know, thinking if you're looking at card games like Euchre, Crazy 8s, Poker. Yeah, yeah, I think I think thirty minutes is a good it's a good time frame, right? Because it, with learning, it could be an hour, and I think like after mm-hmm. after that, you're gonna lose people. And if they want to play again, they know it's only gonna take like thirty minutes. I've been trying to play euchre for like thirty seven years, and I still don't know how to play. Oh, that's because you don't know how to cheat properly. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it should be open to everybody. So like for instance, you know, with we just mentioned Euchre Crazy Eights, but cards usually have numbers on them. You know, like numbers don't objectify humans and stuff. They just they're just numbers. So everyone can relate to numbers, right? How much tax do I have to pay? Oh, it says right on this this card, I have to pay a lot of money every mm-hmm. year. I think having that open communication while playing, you know, being able to have a conversation without disrupting the flow of the game, you know, something that's just you can you can talk and play and still be immersed in the game. Yeah, 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 like like we could drink a beer or or if you're not into beer, you could have like a pop and eat some chips, maybe discuss your day while like the game is kind of going on, right? It's there. It's like a small activity almost. Well, uh, on a previous podcast, we actually talked into how to get into the hobby which we're not going to talk about here. <laughs> if you want to listen to that one, I think that was either last week's, no, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. Just go look yeah. at it. It's it's a really good episode. <laughs> but there needs to be a hook. Games, like, these are games that hook people in. They start people into the hobby. They're, you know, we're, like, fishing, and they're, like, little nibbles. And then you're like, oh, what else is out there, you know? You know, what else is out there? And and what? why do you think these hooks are so important, John? I mean, like, especially if you're trying to get into the hobby, like, you're going to want to get something that's going to grab your attention. And especially if you're if you're a friend trying to get another friend into your gaming group, you want something that's going to be fun and exciting so that they kind of want to come back and play more again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, theme theme doesn't really matter to, to hear. I think it's more of a fun factor and just be having that social interaction. I know a lot of us are craving that social interaction right now because we may not be getting it. So I know we're not in Ontario. Yeah, I think it's just more about ensuring that the people you're playing with are having fun and making sure that your that your table's open open for that fun right right and you know those games it's interesting because the social games you know i called them a hook other people might refer to them as a filler game we kind of described like what a filler game is and some might yeah. say that's like a game you play before you play a bigger game but i hate saying it like that because it's still a game right <laughs> right so they're still important because you can maybe get people into gaming with these filler games that wouldn't normally want to play Right. right, because they're easy and simple, and and you're right, and I mean you are right with the, with the COVID reasoning. Like, yes, people are definitely going to want social interaction, so they're definitely going to want to do this, right? right? And and a filler game usually allows for that social interaction, while a game like Gloomhaven may not allow for that social interaction. So yes, Fair. Filler, filler games are important for social interaction and to getting people into that hobby and filling your time between long Gloomhaven chapters. Awesome. 
Yeah. So speaking of simple games that are hooks or filler games, we were super lucky to get an advanced copy of the game Face to Face by Pandasaurus Games. It's actually a game from 2017 by Stefan Bendorf and Reinhard Stout, which releases under the Pandasaurus umbrella in mid-May this year, 2021. So let's go through all of the games... of the game okay so just (laughs) before you start skipping ahead just let us know that what we're going to do is we're going to describe each game first and then we're going to talk about all three of them afterwards yeah so okay i will start so the game which is called the game it is a co-op game for one to four or five players the object of the game is to play all the cards from the deck onto piles you have four piles Two where you can play cards in descending order, and two piles where you can play the cards in ascending order. Each player starts with two cards in their hand. There is a trick. You can play a card that is exactly 10 less or 10 more on the pile to help you play more cards. So if you had no idea what I just said there, if you have an 11 on the descending pile, so in other words, the pile's coming in from 100 and you're all the way down to 11, you can play a 21 which normally you couldn't, you would have to play something 11 or less onto that pile. But because it's exactly 10 away, you could play a 21 onto the 11, which now allows you to play cards from 20 all the way to one. Also, each player can either play one or two cards from their hand onto one or more piles. You draw the same amount of cards that you place onto these piles. There is very limited communication. You could kind of hint, but you're not allowed to talk about what numbers are in your hand for maximum hilarity we recommend signaling which you can hear (laughs) us in our pandasaurus snacks podcast which was released october 2020 where we actually review the game and talk about such an amazing time and a spoiler on that it was amazing so just as a note you can either win the game as a group in a co-op setting if everyone plays through the deck and every card has been played you lose if you cannot do that or you cannot play any cards during your turn all right the next game on the list is the game quick and easy it is a co-op game for two to five players the game now doesn't go from one to 100 instead they are five or six colors each player starts with two cards now the ascending and descending piles go from one to ten or reverse instead of one to 100. It plays the exact same way, but now you can use the colors to reduce the pile instead of the 10 trick. And the final game, which we got the advanced copy of, is the game Face to Face. It, instead of being a co-op game, like the game Quick and Easy and the game, it is a verse game for two people. Each player gets their own deck and two piles to play cards to. One ascending from 1 to 60, and the other descending from 60 to 1. And each player starts with six cards in their hand. You can either play one, and only one, to an opponent's pile, and it must benefit the opponent. And then you can play one or more to your own piles, following the same rules as the regular game, including the exactly 10 back trick. If you cannot play two cards, you lose. And if you play all the cards from your deck before your opponent you win or you lose if your opponent does the exact same (laughs) all right so those are all the games wow that is the games (laughs) 
Did you like? Did you like my voice for that too? I feel like both. Of I, us did, have I did. I did. I want to point something out. Yeah, go for point it. Point something out here that I want to. I want to know if it was intentional. So if you take a look at the game, which under the Pandasaurus umbrella is very bright and colorful and has like some really cool artwork, and then you go to the game Quick and Easy, right. which has the different colors and stuff in it. But now they've introduced some cartoony skulls and stuff like that as the card artwork. On Quick and Easy or on... On, uh, on Quick and Easy. And then you go to the game face-to-face, which is like the original artwork, which is just like orange and gray skulls. So that's the original artwork of the, the first game. Right. So I, I, think it's pretty, I think it's pretty funny. And I want to know if it's intentional that it goes from like, you know, that bright colors to for that like you know cooperative game and then the quick and easy which is like you know a little bit competitive to get down and then the dual game is like skulls (laughs) (laughs) i noticed that play playing the other day that's actually pretty funny uh because we could have answered that question (laughs) (laughs) by asking our source at pandasaurus but oh well whatever if they're listening it came to me it came to me this morning yeah no worries if you're listening and you're from pandasaurus answer that question on our twitter instagram or whatever you want all right so john does it hit all our points on a game for everyone you know what? I think it hits most of them. Easy rules? Easy rules. This is the game. So the game definitely has easy rules. Oh, yeah. I was going to say maybe that 10 back trick, the, the exactly 10 trick may, may be a little bit confusing the first time you read it, but seeing it played out is a lot easier. Yeah, I think the game quick and easy is pretty self-explanatory. I, I was able to explain to my wife how to play it in like two minutes. Did you play it? Yeah, we did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I also got to play that with my wife too, and and the the thing was when I got her to play by saying that it's only gonna take one minute to explain, mm-hmm. and with barely reading the instructions as I was explaining it to her, I was able to explain it to her. <laughs> so it was good. And then the game face to face might be the most complicated, only because you could play on your opponent's deck, but it's still really easy to understand. Right. I should note that when you play on your opponent's deck, it's to give them a benefit, so you don't have to play the ten number trick. You could you just play a card as long as it you know if they're on a descending deck you know from 60 to 1 and they have a 30 on there then you would play say a 40 which allows them to play more cards Mm -hmm. so something like that and it doesn't have to be 10 back you could play sorry you could play like 59 if you really wanted to okay and then so does it take 30 minutes about 30 minutes to play the game yeah uh, less yeah yeah probably yeah definitely what about quick and easy oh yeah oh definitely i think i think it, i played that in 15 minutes yeah and then face to face that might be the only longer one that might be the only longer one it depends on how how fast you're playing yeah i, I would say it took about 45 minutes when i played it with my wife everyone can play it it's open to everyone there you go i think so all of them i think all of them for sure right we don't have to go through them except maybe the skulls on face to face but i'm just kidding that's not a big deal <laughs> yeah i was gonna say maybe the artwork on just the the, the game this might be a little bit more inviting for like a like a family-esque game oh yeah for sure yeah, I, yeah. I feel like you know it's similar to uno-esque cards i think it's it's very inviting mm-hmm. and then you can talk while playing but you can't talk. minimal communication well i mean you could talk you just you just can't talk about your cards really right right i mean you could even like point and hint and and stuff and that's kind of how you game the game so yeah it it does it hits all the points so that's good that's a good thing so which one was your favorite Ooh, my favorite i actually like 
face to face. Yeah, that's the one I was going to go with as well. I, I So, okay, hold on. Let me back that up. I really like the game. So the game is like a nice, it's like a nice activity. It's really fun to like break out and start playing. And, and we had a blast playing. In fact, it was so good. You know, I... I hope we have more social events in the future where we can break it out. Because mm-hmm. if I had friends over who who aren't into games, I feel like that is a perfect introductory like game to play with people, right? Because it's co-op, right. it's super fun, super easy to understand. But face-to-face adds another element where it's not that I like competitive games. I just really like the game face-to-face. You're in more, it's more of a thinking game. It's actually, there's less communication because you're thinking about your cards. Right. You know what I mean? What about you? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the game face-to-face as well, mainly just because I like the competitive aspect to it. I liked... I, I It's actually one of the only games I beat my wife at. And, <laughs> wow. But and, and actually, our game, like, went to the wire. Like, like, she picked up her last card, and then I had my last move. Like, wow. there was no cards left on the table, and then she only had, like, three cards left, two cards left in her hand or something like that. I think I think just the competitive nature of it is fun. I liked being able to strategize which cards I wanted to throw in my opponent's pile right. to help me just get rid of my cards. And I tried to play as many cards as possible so I could pick up and cycle through my cards as well. Because if you, if you don't lay, play on your opponent's pile, you can't pick up six cards. You can only pick up two. But if you play on your opponent's card on your opponent's pile, you're able to pick up the full six. So I was trying to do that as much as possible and help cycle through my deck. I I actually really did enjoy the quick and easy as well. Mm-hmm. I like the color aspect of it, and I like how they took the game and made it simpler. They, they did, and and yeah, it was really a lot of fun playing that with my wife because I was able to explain her the game in a minute, and and we won, so she had fun that we both won together. Right. Although I do think the game is fairly easy too, but I, no, yeah. I shouldn't say it. it's probably easier to lose in the game than it is to lose and quick and easy. Quick and easy is actually easy, so it's easier yeah. to win. Agreed. On another on another note too, when we played, when me and you played face-to-face i figured out an amazing strategy where i just kind of like you pigeonhole yourself near the end of the game Mm -hmm. and you couldn't really play on your own piles and what i did was i took some really high cards and threw them on my piles and then you really couldn't play anything on anyone's piles and if you remember correctly that's how i won that game i remember and 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 so i so like when i think of that i'm like wow there is some really deep strategy you could do with face to face that isn't really in the original and is definitely not in quick and easy yeah i just when i played with my wife we just kind of played our own little game so i didn't really you know didn't do anything that would cut mess her gameplay up yeah it wasn't really cut though but it was just me you clearly wanted to sleep in the bed that night not on the couch right oh yeah no man give me the couch <laughs> that, that way the kid that way the kids won't won't come in and wake me up uh. so i have a peaceful sleep <laughs> Shh, i'm just kidding <laughs> that's good it's a good <laughs> okay so who would you recommend each game to so let's start with their original who what what group would you want to bring out the original game to play with? I think that's for the original game, I think would be just a gaming group looking to have some fun, you know, have a light game to play, starter and then a game night on. Yeah. You know, especially if you're like getting back into the social aspect of things, just something light, you know, get the mood going, you know? Yeah, totally. Like I think if we had Kyle at our house and we had like a bunch of people we haven't seen in a long time, we and we're like, oh, we're just going to sit around and talk about life because we haven't seen each other. But we want to do something while we do it. The game would be, the original game would be amazing because it allows you that conversation. And it's it's kind of like, you know, I heard it described as an activity and it kind of is, right? It's like a kind of a group 
activity where you where you're, all, you're all trying to like do a task together mm-hmm. and i think that that's really cool okay what about quick and easy who would you play quick and easy with i think quick and easy would be something more with like a family setting mm-hmm. like younger kids especially with like the color aspect of it oh, you know instead of doing I... like the 10 rule or whatever it makes it a little bit easier for a younger audience you know what that's exactly it because the 10 rule you know you have to know math which not not this you know everyone people know math but the thing is when you're young you understand colors more than you do math right correct so yeah that you really hit the nail on the head there i totally agree with that you know i'm gonna try to play that with my nieces one day i think they'd love it do it up and finally face to face who do you think that's for that could be pretty much any anyone as well you know a gaming group maybe if you have someone like a smaller gaming group and not everyone shows up you can play that couples looking to have like a fun date night with something easy to play you know just friends getting together like you and i did just stuff like that just some an easy setting yeah yeah de- definitely a two-player thing you know it's just two people because it is a two-player game face to face but yeah definitely that type of setting when you know you're just it's just two people and, and you want to have you want to play a little bit of a thinky game but you also want to like talk a bit too yeah i totally agree with that so that's a good conclusion so that's actually the this is not the conclusion of our episode but that is the conclusion we want to come to what game of the game is for who and just to recap that the original is for like a nice casual group conversation coming back in for socialness quick and easy is good in a family setting and face-to-face is good for two people and face to face is a really fantastic game that you should buy there you go cool so um, on a fun note i went into board game geek and i took out some complaints about the game so i thought we could analyze them together wouldn't that be fun i guess (laughs) (laughs) i think some of them are pretty fun to read that's the reason why i wanted to do this so i'm gonna i'm gonna give the first one and we'll discuss what's going through this person's mind so i'm not gonna give the name i don't want to want to go look it up but i mean if you really want to you'll find it so this person says rubbish not even the title can save it he gave it a one by the way or she it's got so little game and it's so uninteresting and players aren't even allowed small talk around it i don't think there was a single redeeming aspect of this at all harsh (laughs) so he gave it a one or a person gave it a one and this this review comes off the original game okay so okay so what what comes to mind when you read this john what what do you you think is wrong with this comment they have little joy in their life i almost spit out my pop i was drinking (laughs) oh man listen i I, listen okay (laughs) not every game is going to be for everybody I, i i understand that right but literally you know what you're getting into the moment you buy a small box game for the most part I don't know. I agree. Like, what do you think is going through this person's mind? They, like, buy a small yeah. box, and then they're like, boom! <laughs> it's the size of the table. There's, like, a million components coming out. You're like, oh, man, this this is Gloomhaven 2. This is Frosthaven. I'm playing Frosthaven right now. <laughs> like, you know what you're getting into when, you buy, when, you, when you're when you playing a small box game. It's going to be light. It's going to be easy for the most part. You may, not, you may not love it, but, like, I don't know. They're pretty harsh here. Yeah, I... Okay, so I looked at the pro profile of this person and the the person only gave one a one to a game and it was only this game (laughs) 
but this person does own a ton of games but a lot of the games i look through are pretty complicated and they gave gloomhaven a 10 so so my guess is like this person's not playing games to be social they're playing games to be you know complicated to to think right like a like a mental bench pressing and and so when you look at it you're like okay well you gotta understand like the game is not gloomhaven it's actually the complete opposite of gloomhaven hence the one (laughs) (laughs) right yeah this reminds me of like going on like a facebook marketplace and being like (laughs) being like hey i see you have an xbox for sale for five hundred dollars i'll give you a hundred (laughs) dollars no no sale my friend are you kidding me you just ruined my kid's Christmas. I hope you are. I hope you understand that you've ruined a child's Christmas. Thanks for wasting my time. Like that's just what this is reminding me of. Oh yeah, it completely is, right? <laughs> I, I just wanted to demystify some of the the terrible. You know, like sometimes you go in and you read a comment, and the comments really throw you off the game. And I think that that's a bad. I think that that's bad. Not that people right. like. You know, I, you know, so you can have a one opinion, but you got to understand where the person comes from. There's got to be an analysis that goes down, right? Like this person gave a one, why? And in right. my mind, the person gave a one because they really like Gloomhaven and they're not seeing that this is a good social thing. All right, comment number two. <laughs> comment number two says, I'm selling an Xbox for $500. How much? <laughs> <laughs> How much do you want to give me for it? No, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, comment number two. This is also a one. Are you kidding me? The game isn't even a game. It's an activity. A boring one, actually. Worst name ever. Worst artwork ever. And not at least interesting. How did it get that much buzz? How did it even get nominated for Spiel de Jar? How? 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 How, John? (laughs) (laughs) This is great, eh? This is really good. I'm going to play the opposite game here. Okay. So, so I, I just logged into Board Game Geek okay. and, I, and I went to look to, for people who rated it a 10. Okay. All right. So the one, the one, per, the one I see at the top says pros. It's easy to learn. Simple rules, simple choices, amazing art. Each group dynamic is different. Nonverbal communication strategy, mind reading a little woohoo. Entire table, my metagame and table talk. It's portable. Cons. Simplicity may be off-putting. Games legitimacy may be questioned a little woohoo. You know what I mean? Like, is what it is. I agree. You know, I actually, the, I the actually game, 100% agree with that person's review. Yeah, so really the game is, the game. it's an activity, a boring one. Like, get out of here. You're <laughs> well, boring. Well, hold on. Let's analyze every second. Worst it's, game ever. No, it's not. It, well, hold Worst on, artwork ever. No, it's not. Well, it's funny because you just read, you read a review that literally had the exact opposite <laughs> of this person saying right right and and let's analyze it a little bit a little bit here it is an activity right like like playing board games is an activity right it is (laughs) (laughs) like we're not we're not doing we're not doing complex rocket science to ship someone to the moon even that's an activity when you think about it you don't have to go to the moon (laughs) Mm -hmm. right Right. Like, everything we do is an activity but this activity is just to kill time you know and there's nothing wrong with that all board games are to kill time right right and i think and i think this person missed the point you know it's a simple fun game how did it get buzzed because it's so clever right right so i, I think your review really really hit hit it you know home where it said everything the opposite of this and, and it is actually how i feel about it okay what about this one a two I hate it. Play cards cooperatively, but don't talk about what cards you have. Well, we ended up using symbols for high, low, and broke the game this way. We're so clever. 
it's kind of hard not to tip that into that behavior because the game mechanics suck. Other games like The Crew and Hanabi or even a game I cannot pronounce use this mechanic a lot better. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's a different game. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like in The Crew, you know, The Crew is a game where you're trying to solve a puzzle together and there's a bunch of different puzzles in the high and low. But even when we played The Crew, I feel like we were talking. We were like, yeah. we're trying not to signal, but then we were signaling. Like, uh, I, I feel like they need to, you know, they just need to realize that this is just a simple game you play in a casual setting. And The Crew is a simple game too, but there's also a competitive aspect of the crew where you're trying to beat the game. Right. This game, you're trying to beat the game, but it's in a casual setting. You could talk, you could have fun, you can make fun of each other. You can, you know, as the game, we, the one we played, we were all having a blast because we were like, oh my God, don't play that card. And then you play it and then you're just all laughing. You know, that's the experience yeah. we had. And I mean, too, like rules are meant to be broken. True. You know what I mean? You didn't You didn't break the game. No. By, by talking, you know what I mean? Anyway... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit in the middle section here. Okay. So the game game's rated six point seven out of ten on Board Game Geek. Oh, that's pretty specific. That's pretty specific. Yeah. <laughs> six point seven five eight. That's like a crazy uh, number they put in there. So the, the, I'm just reading one of the comments here. Another game that was rated a seven. Another game that should have been around forever but wasn't. I love the decisions here, especially once they get really hard. The game works against my nature, where if I have a great run of close consecutive numbers, I want to drop them all. But if my wife needs in that pile when we play, I love the tension of denying myself that impulse. We won once, so I can take anything else that happens. You know, it's pretty in-depth, man. Did you write that review? No. (laughs) Mind you, there's only 27 people who voted who rated it a one yeah i mean out of a out of a lot of people though right their opinion is wrong (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who said that but sounded sounded evil i guess there you go (laughs) yeah i i agree i i think the game i think all the games you know they they all have an audience for who they're for and you know if you rate it a one it's just probably not the game for you to be honest. Right. But don't let those reviews distract you from having a great time. Yeah. All three all three games are good for, for different groups of gamers. You know, give it a try if you haven't yet. They're they're pretty fun. Matt and I really enjoy the game face to face just for that competitive dual action that you get. I think it's a little bit more strategic than the other two. It was fun. Again, thank you to Pandasaurus Game for sending us actually they sent us a copy of the game. The original game and a game of the game face to face so we really appreciate that they've been so kind to us this year yeah thank you so much all right cool so go out and buy the game all of them yeah if you like what you hear don't forget to follow us on your favorite streaming platform or give us a apple review the highest stars you can give you can follow us along on instagram at friday game underscore official tiktok at friday night games twitter at friday night gms or you can visit our website at friday night games if you have a game that you'd like for us to preview on our podcast shoot us an email info at friday night dot games again i'm john and i'm matt it's friday night so let's have some fun keep your sticks on the ice eh